are counting you down to today's closing bell. Having read over his latest note, our next guest sees reasons for stocks to head even higher, maybe seeing some clarity out there. Here to explain, Aaron Kennan, back with us, co-founder, CEO at Clear Harbor Asset Management with assets under management in excess of $650 million. He's on the phone uh, in New York. Aaron, nice to have you back with us. I keep hearing people say, well, you know, I look at earnings and I feel pretty upbeat about what I'm seeing, and that gives me justification uh, to believe that the stock market will head higher. Are you among those? We are cautiously optimistic, Carol, and thanks for having me again. Um, I I think if you take a look at where we are in the interest rate cycle, uh, money is still extraordinarily cheap. In fact, it's played itself out in an aggressive level of M&A activity on the private and the public front. Um, Wages are certainly at bay. We did see a slight ratcheting up in the United States uh, this past month, but uh, certainly abroad, wages remain uh, very much flat. Unemployment continues to move in the right direction, both home and abroad. And, and sentiment indicators um, have been very positive. And as you already mentioned in the intro, uh, earnings are, are really driving this story. And I think that's an important point. This is uh, a story about um, uh, about earnings growth, both both home uh, and and abroad, and particularly at its early stages of earnings acceleration in places like Europe and the emerging markets. And so we're we're, we're somewhat cautious, um, uh, uh, but also optimistic that the trend will uh, continue. If you look at capital flows mm-hmm. to uh, ETF and mutual fund flows, they're pointing towards uh, a very cautious investment uh, investor base. And so I think from almost a contrarian perspective, that that's a positive. That means that the, the, the investors are still climbing a wall of worry. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, although there is, you know, Bank of America puts out a monthly survey and investment managers have grown considerably more bullish more bullish on corporate growth. Their October survey, 41% said they believe the global economy will strengthen in the next year, up from 25% the month before, more striking. Uh, They also have a Goldilocks expectations indicator that surged to 48%, up from as low as 10% back at the beginning of the year. Um, And they predict uh, stagnation dropping to 34%. First time that Goldilocks had eclipsed the stagnation predictors in more than six and a half years. And if you take a look at history, it's not a good sign when this occurs or comes so close to doing so. Is that part of why you maybe have some hesitation here? Yeah, for sure. Although I, I would push back a little bit and just sort of indicate uh, what uh, Barron's uh, pointed out over the weekend, which is in institutional money managers are bullish, but um, uh, retail investors remain somewhat concerned and uh, and worried about the state of affairs and how geopolitical risk may weigh on things. But but for sure, if you look at fundamentals too, if you look at price to earnings multiples on a forward basis, if you look at free free cash flow multiples, they are elevated. If you were to let's say compare them to a 25 year average, the S and P 500, for example, is trading at almost 18 times versus an average of 16. Mm-hmm. Free cash flow multiples multiples trading at about 12 and a half, 13 times versus 10 historically on a 25-year period. But with a low interest rate environment, I, I think that can be justified. And I'll also say that we're in a period now, in a, a revolutionary period of, of, of data analytics, of lean manufacturing. And lean manufacturing is not just occurring on the factory floor, but it's, it's occurring in how uh, inventories of, of data are, are, are and, and of uh, consumer goods are, are not uh, building up, whereas 
they would otherwise be doing so. My point here is that in this low volatility environment, you can have uh, a, a potentially a higher multiple with low interest rates when uh, perhaps inventories at the, at the manufacturing level and even at the consumer level are, are no longer most likely going to sort of have those major ex- excesses like they did uh, mm. in the past because we're able to sort of monitor those inventories more so, significantly. So That's expo- what causes a recession. Right. So their exposure having too many goods that aren't going anywhere and they've got to account for it and and they've got it um, on hand, it's not selling, um, you say we don't have that as much anymore. Well, right, because we have technology that's yeah. able to monitor antici- anticipated demand. And frankly, inventories are, uh, uh, we now have on-demand manufacturing. Caterpillar just had their investment day, mm-hmm. investor day last month. Right. And they indicated to the investor base, when their revenues reach the, their old peak of $55 billion, their margins are going to be 2 to 5% higher. Well, oh. that's not magic. That's lean manufacturing. And that's just one example. You know, it's interesting. We were talking a lot more about... Um, you know, robotics having a bigger, bigger part uh, of, you know, pick your industry. It's not just auto, but pharmaceuticals. And, and, and maybe, you know, companies are able to manage it much more closely because of that, along with all the data. Yeah, oh, I agree, for sure. And certainly we're not trying to make the, the case that the market's devoid of a, of a correction or yeah. that the economy's devoid of some sort of recession. In fact, um, we, we would we'd certainly push back on that. But, but the case for perhaps higher highs and in inventory overshoots um, could, could augur well for justifying higher um, fundamental valuation levels in the market. So what worries you? And that's, you? that's a review. So what worries you? I'm sorry? You? What worries you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, some of the same things that worry even our clients certainly weighs on our, our thinking. So historically, geopolitical risks mm-hmm. have not had a fundamental long-term impact on, on markets. But um, now that they're on the shores of developed market economies like the United States, right. uh, just using one example of the U.S. Um, and, and, and North Korea, or even the U.S. and how are we sort of going to play this sort of Kurdish spat in Iraq, um, yeah. th- these can have meaningful impacts. This is not the thai bot crisis. This is not in far-off places like a small economy like Russia or Argentina. So, yes, certainly we think the tail risks are mm-hmm. more, more pronounced now, right. but we, we still, we're, we're still of the view that that, you know, we want to keep our eye on, on the Got overall it. economy. There, there's a global growth, uh, uh, synchronized global growth right. um, trend occurring, and, and we want to be a part of that. Aaron Kennan, co-founder, CEO at Clear Harbor Asset Management, on the phone in New York.